Today's Unseminary Resource is brought to you by Aware3. At Aware3, their goal is to help your church build connections using mobile technology. They help you extend church beyond Sunday mornings by putting it in the palm of everyone's hand. Learn more about how a custom mobile app can help you improve engagement, communication, and generosity at www.aware3.com. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, hey everybody, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name's Rich, the host here, and I am so glad that you've decided to take some time out uh, to listen in. Uh, we know you've got a lot going on in your church. I know that. Um, you know that it's coming into the weekend. There's a lot going on, uh, and I'm just honored that you put us in your earbuds to listen in uh, today's conversation. And you're going to be rewarded for this. We've got a great conversation uh, with Chris Bonham from Grace Family Church. This is a fantastic church in Florida. If you don't know GFC, you really should. Uh, this is a, some great stuff going on. And Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Rich. Excited to be here. Now, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us about the church. Give us a sense of, you know, if people were to show up this weekend, what would they experience at your church? Well, our church has been around for 23 years. Our senior pastor actually grew up in the Tampa area, was a youth pastor for a number of years, and it was just on his heart to start his own church. So 23 years ago, we started the church. It's non-denominational. So when they come, they're going to get a very real, genuine person. Craig does not put on a lot of airs. He really likes to be very real from the pulpit. We hit a lot of things straight on um, in our teaching and stuff like that, Bible-based, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so the interesting thing is my role is I came on the one-year anniversary when there was 125 people in a strip oh, mall next to a Hungry Howie's Pizza <laughs> and, a, and a dog boarding place. And so oh, I've wow. been able to enjoy all the growth of the church. We're now in our present location, our main campus, um, since 2000. And we actually are just getting ready to plan our fifth campus uh, in about two weeks. That's amazing. That's so, so cool. Now, a founding pastor that's been there for 23 years continues to be there. What does that look like? Yeah, he definitely is here. It's uh, It's been definitely something in the last few years that's grown where he's always been our main teacher and our head visionary. He's just excellent at that. But we've also seen the need to bring in some support as he's continuing to grow older. And so we've really started to do some different things to help him out as the lead pastor, and it's really kind of changed our whole leadership structure. Hmm, yeah, tell me about that. How? What have you changed and shifted? I know um, having worked for, served with, uh, you know, founding pastors, uh, they, you know, I, the thing I've said, I've said to, you know, a friend of mine, Tim, who was a founding pastor at Liquid Church for years, I said, listen, this thing literally started, it was birthed in his living room, him and his wife, it started with them, and then to see it grow to be thousands of people, they, all the rest of us, um, you know, we still don't have that, you know, that story, that's not what God was birthing in us, and it can have some unique challenges and structures with it, so what have you been learning through that process? Well, it really is, and that's that's such a great point because especially as we've grown through it, you know, they've done they've gone through each of the stages of growth and expansion of vision, and you know, they've always joked we thought it was only going to be 300 people, and we were happy with that, and it's it's grown beyond that. But as you get to this stage, our senior pastor is just getting ready to turn thir- uh, 59 at the end of this year, mm-hmm. and so probably for the last eight to nine years, we've been talking about transition, just like a lot of churches have, mm-hmm. and yet some of the challenges is when you have someone who leads the church and started the church. You know, one of the things is when you do make that eventual transition, whenever that is, 
they don't want to actually leave the church, and, and I can understand why. And so we really started having some pretty frank conversations about how could we structure something in a transition that will allow Craig to really dive into his strengths as he's going into these years. And, and we're seeing that with his preaching and his vision casting and really working with the upper, or with really some of our key leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also realized he needed support maybe in helping with doing some of the preaching mm-hmm. and really someone who could come alongside and um, help him share that burden. Mm-hmm. And so we began that transition journey and we, we landed on a concept of what we call shared leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, we, learned, we learned that from a church out in California it's called North Coast mm-hmm. with Larry Osborne and Chris Brown. And when we saw that model, we said, okay, we heard a lot of other models, but that one really resonated with us. Yeah, when I heard you talk about this, I was like, ooh, this is, we want to make sure we share this because this is unique. This isn't, um, you know, a lot of churches aren't pursuing a, an approach like this. A lot of times it's it's literally you've got, you know, whoever the founder was or the pastor that's been there a long time. And then what they're doing is they're just looking for a replacement for that person or they're just looking for, let's swap out. And it might even be like, yeah, they're going to, it's over a couple year period, but it's, it's all about kind of let's swap that person out. But why don't you kind of pull that apart? What do you mean when you say shared leadership? Yeah, great point. I, the best illustration I can give is if you could take an upside down horseshoe mm-hmm. and let's say Pastor Craig is at the top of that horseshoe right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's say the um, Pastor Matt, who is our, the one we hired, in this role is at the bottom of the horseshoe. As Matt continues to grow, as they share those responsibilities, of course, uh, Craig is the senior and the founding pastor is gonna have pretty much the primary role. But mm-hmm. his job or his role is now open to Matt speaking into vision, Matt speaking mm-hmm. into the pulpit series. And as they continue to go, um, as Craig starts to let's say go down the left side, Matt starts to come up. Mm-hmm. Our goal is that in the number of years, that those two would be truly be equals in vision casting and preaching and then leading our church to where they really feel God's calling us to go. And so eventually, if you continue in that pre- on that premise, Craig will one day, and the good news is we, couldn't, we don't have a time frame for this. In fact, I will tell you one of the challenges when we started this journey was when we were looking for this person, one of the questions that kept coming up with um, one of the search committees was, well, we got to give them a date. We got to give them how many years do they have to wait until mm-hmm. you know Craig's ready to step down? And we said, we're not going to do that to him. He founded right. this church, right. and if he feels he's effective for eight years, ten years, twelve years, we're not going to put a, we're not going to, we're not going to block box him in. And so the nice thing is this gives Craig the ability to go at his time frame, so that when he is eventually ready to step down, Matt should be at the top of that horseshoe. Mm-hmm. And our also, with the nice thing is we feel like we've got a model that for the next. 15, 20, actually, we really think this is the model that's going to take us to the future, um, and we don't see any reason why we'd stop that. So we're actually already, in our mind, going, there should be a third person on this journey so that when Matt's at the top, they're already ascending the right side of the horseshoe, if you want to look mm-hmm. at it that way. Hmm, that's interesting. Now, what's it been like to serve you know, in that environment where there's kind of like you've got mom and dad, you've got these two leaders who are, are as as a person serving on their team. What have been some of maybe the challenges or maybe some of the joys uh, of this uh, so far? Boy, that is the perfect question because I will say this model isn't for everybody. Um, one thing that I've observed in both of them is two two really key components. Both of them are very secure and both of them are very humble and honoring to each mm-hmm. other. It takes a lot to watch someone who you saw start a church from scratch be able to say, you know what, you got to go ask him what he thinks and you got to listen to what he says and you got to you got to give him the same gravity as me. Uh, I will tell you, the mom and dad concept is actually a pretty good picture because for someone who's been with Craig, uh, as long as I have, it's like going, wow, that's like someone saying, okay, well, I know I'm your dad, but go listen to your uncle or whatever. So there's definitely that challenge, but both of them are exhibiting those two qualities in such a way 
that it's just so refreshing because Craig has given Matt uh, preference as he's coming up. And Matt, in, in, in light of what we talked about, he's not pushing for a time frame. He's not going, you know, give me more, give me more. And yet that, that cohesiveness of honoring each other and being secure is allowing them to really be healthy. And, and, I, and I will tell you, there is pain involved. I mean, even though you don't see it publicly, I would imagine the first time you have to say, well, you got to go listen to the other guy or I'm not going fast as I want to. And they got to just basically say, you know what, we're just going to let the Lord figure it all out in the timing. That takes a lot of security. And so if anything, it's actually given us a great picture of how we want to be led and how it's also ironically given us a great picture for other ministries as well to do the same thing. Hmm. Now, what is what is their kind of like their internal meeting regime look like? Are they are they together, you know, every week or and then how does that then trickle out? How are they interacting with the rest of the team? Do they do that always together or are they, you know, kind of tackling like you take this stuff, I'll take that stuff? How does that work? Well, that's a great question. They definitely are very intentional about making sure they have time to get together to talk about um, the, the sermon series they're putting together, if they are going to be teaching, um, how they're going to play that, or how who's going to teach what points or which uh, major topics. And then also, that's I think they're also taking that time to work on some of those vision things. And Craig getting a chance to say, hey, we're working on this. We're moving our church this way. You know, Tell me how you feel about that. What would you do in this situation? But he's got that pure umbrella of Craig's covering because he's there so long mm-hmm. that Matt can kind of begin to implement some of that. And then what's neat is they take those type of meetings um, and then they come back. We have like a lead team that helps lead our church. And so when they come to those meetings, they usually, you can tell they maybe have talked about something. Or the good news is Matt's still very much in the learning curve of our culture and stuff like that. So he's looking at it. And so he's done a great job of saying, guys, I just want to learn, learn, mm-hmm. learn. And so you're seeing a little bit of that. But the nice thing is since we don't have to rush that by, we don't have to be done in two years. Mm-hmm. I don't see something where we're trying to, we're not skipping steps to just get to an end result. I think we're very methodically and even judiciously really learning how he can um, find his place for the next guy. Interesting. Uh, how old is, what's the, uh, the age differential? How old is Matt? Uh, Matt is 37 and our senior pastor is turning 59. Wow. So they're literally 20 years apart. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it really gives us a great dichotomy in the pulpit now because even already since we started this, um, our senior pastor is getting that refreshing of not having to prepare a message every week. And our, our, our congregation is getting to hear kind of a definitely a younger version of the teaching. They have a lot of uh, similar uh, values in, in their theology, mm-hmm. but their teaching styles are so different. So that now we're finding we're actually attracting a, a, a new crowd of people listening going, I like them both, but I like mm-hmm. this one better, just like you might like ice cream differently. Yeah, interesting. Now, you had said that it, this is kind of trickling down and impacting really all your areas. There's kind of some impact in you know multiple ministries. What does that look like? Yeah, we're definitely seeing this kind of concept where we're saying, okay, as we get older as a church, you know, I've been there for now um, for 22 of the 23 years. You know, I'm, I'm getting old. I'm not as old as him. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but as we get older, we say, okay, we really want to empower that next generation. And it's not just, hey, one day when I step down, okay, now you're the senior executive pastor. My goal would be that I could have that person that's coming alongside with me and saying, okay, let's do some of this together. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me hear your thoughts. Let me hear what's, what's jumping out at you. Mm-hmm. And it, it's actually kind of the same concept, even though probably a little less prominent that you would see. But we definitely don't want to get to a place where someone steps down and we can't just say they've got some experience there. Hmm. Interesting. 
Um, now, in the interaction, you know, between these two in a, in a shared, you know, leadership, what would you say, I, I can see the humility piece, I can see the like, hey, we're, you know, we want to kind of mutually submit to each other. Are there other kind of personality traits or other, you know, approaches that you would suggest to churches if they're thinking about something like this? Well, that's a good question. I think really, if you're going to do this, I think you're going to have to have some very honest communication. And if that's not something... You know, if you're used to saying, well, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings, if I right. want to be very uh, careful, that, that's definitely not us. About mm. eight years ago, we decided as a staff that we were going to really dive into a concept we call crucial conversations. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, we feel like if there's anything that's um, between us, we definitely need to get it on the table. I wish I could say we were perfect at that. Of course, it's still a journey for everybody. Mm -hmm. But I think that's really the important thing because if there's ever stuff that's left off to the side or if you go, well, I can't talk about this. It's going to derail you right? because it's going to basically say, well, I love this part, but I don't love this part, and I can't talk about that. It's just not very healthy. Mm -hmm. Well, is there anything else you want to share about this kind of shared leadership transition that you find yourself in before we move on with the rest of the episode? Yeah, I would just say the other element is to really have maybe a third person. That's one thing that I will say we learned from California. Ironically, I get to fill that role, and I, I love it. It's kind of like they call me the marriage counselor. <laughs> so if they do ever get into a place where they're like not sure how to – communicate with the others. And we haven't seen that yet. But if it does, there's also someone like myself who does have kind of a grounding in the culture that can say, I see both sides, but this is kind of what we do as an organization and kind of be that uh, dispassionate uh, third party person. So, um, so just that last piece would be kind of important. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Well, we're going to jump into the lightning round, that part of the episode where we ask similar questions of everybody that's on the show. Honored to have Chris Bonham with us today from Grace Family Church, a great church in Florida. You really should uh, check out, you know, particularly if you're from the north, maybe you should go on a visit there sometime the third week of January. That <laughs> so I'm sure they're happy to take you, uh, you know, at some point. So, uh, Chris, what's an online resource that you're using these days that's helping you out? Well, I really dive into Wonderlist, and it's neat to hear mm -hmm. a lot of your guests are using that. Mm -hmm. Boy, for me, who just seems like I'm moving a mile a minute, it allows me to keep everybody up to speed very quickly and uh, keep, them in, keep them in the communication. I really like Wonderlist. Yeah, it's a great tool. Um, what's a book you've read in the last, um, yeah, I don't know, maybe six months that shaped your thinking in ministry? Well, I read one called Originals, How Nonconformists Move the World uh, by Adam Grant. I got to tell you, it's, it's an interesting one because it seems kind of academic. But it really talks about kind of breaking out of that, breaking into an original mold. And uh, I don't know if you read it, but I loved it. Yeah, you're the second person today. I'm, I'm recording a couple of podcasts today, and you're the second person that, that mentioned originals today. So that got to make sure we get out and read that one for sure. Uh, what's another ministry or maybe organization that you're looking at that, you know, that inspires you? You're like, wow, they do such a great job. Uh, I love Chick-fil-A. Anytime you can eat mm, the product, I mean, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you, but I, the good news is one of um, um, one of our members is a Chick-fil-A owner. Yep. And then, boy, just the backside of seeing the excellence and the preparation, um, he's just been invaluable just pouring into us as a staff and as a team. Yeah, they, um, you know, there's a Chick-fil-A around the corner from us, um, you know, in, in New Jersey where we lived. And and uh, and New Jersey's not known as like maybe the friendliest place. And uh, I remember when they first opened, you know, we went and we did the whole, we weren't there on opening weekend, but early on we went and, you know, super fun and like everybody was happy. And I remember the cynical side of me, it's typical cynical Jersey. I was like, yeah, give it six weeks. Like there's no way these people will be this nice. And, you know, a year later, 
um, they were still, and they still are to this day, super friendly. I remember that we became, ended up knowing that they helped our church a bunch and the, um, shocker, you know, the guy that ran it was, is a Christ, the owner is a, a Christ follower. And I remember saying to him, but after a year, I said, I don't know where you have found all the friendly people in New Jersey. They all work here at this one Chick-fil-A, but they really have done an amazing job replicating that customer service experience. Uh, it's, it's amazing. If you could get 15 minutes with any leader alive today, who would you want to get that with and why? Well, I know it's shocking, but I actually would do the president of the United States. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. When I was a child, my grandfather really shared with me the whole, um, value of being a a citizen of the United States, talked about the government and everything. And so I, I would think if I wanted to meet with any leader today, that's alive, I'd go with the president, whoever it would be, even if I didn't agree with them, because there's just, there's something about that office that you, I'd love to talk leadership, love to talk how they do strategy. And then if they would be open to it, I'd love to be able to at least pray with them and just mm-hmm. say, thank you for taking that role because we all have our opinions and we all have our beliefs, but someone has to step up and be that leader. And that's, that's not an easy job. No, it's pretty sweet. Cool. Well, I know, uh, you know, leading at the church takes a lot of effort and energy. Being the marriage counselor between these two guys uh, can hopefully, it doesn't take up too much, too much pain. But uh, when you just want to kick back, relax, you know, have fun, what do you, what do, you do for fun? Well, I really have enjoyed my workouts. I love doing that. I love traveling with my wife. We're kind of at a stage now where we like to take at least a trip each year where we can do something different. We love to explore new cities. And I'm a grandfather of three kids, and I just think being a grandfather is the best job in the world. They're awesome. Nice. My dad always says to me, should have had his grandkids first. I'm like, that's... (laughs) If we could work that out, that'd be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I really appreciate you being on the show today, Chris. Thank you so much. If people want to get in touch with you or with the church, how can they do that? They can reach me, reach me at our church website, um, which is actually my website, or my email, excuse me, is cbonham at gfconline.com. Nice. Thanks so much. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.